open wide and tuck in to Spoon It with Mark Wogan, the brand new visualized podcast where Mark takes you on a unique culinary journey, blindfolded. With a dollop of lighthearted chat, a spoonful of hilarious blindfolded food tasting, and a sprinkle of top tier guests like Jimmy Carr, Claudia Winkleman, and Joe Wicks. In partnership with Gressingham Duck, download their free recipe booklet for tips to dine in with Duck. Check out delicious new episodes of Spooning with Mark Wogan every Thursday. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Welcome to the world in 10, the big stories of the day, explained and analysed by the Times of London with me, Bhavani Vadi. And Toby Gillis here too, with a deep dive into Israel's political situation on the way, as even rescued hostages, who you might think would be grateful to their Prime Minister for their release, calling for Benjamin Netanyahu to resign to his face. We start with some shocking revelations about Hamas's deadly incursion into Israel, as we record a day short of two months ago, because it's emerged that the night before it happened, Israel's domestic intelligence agency, Shin Bet, knew about the terror group's plans to attack the Nova Music Festival, but didn't alert organisers. Hours before the assault took place, meetings were held between Israeli spies and military commanders to discuss an imminent Hamas assault. But those involved concluded that the group was holding a training exercise on the Gaza border, not planning a terror attack. Hours later, 360 revellers were murdered and another 40 were taken hostage. While yesterday the Times reported in harrowing detail the sexual attacks many of the female victims there endured before their deaths. The report into this stresses that not telling organisers doesn't mean nothing was done. Israeli troops were ordered to increase drone surveillance flights. A unit specifically trained to prevent abductions was deployed to a nearby kibbutz and two commando teams were alerted to the possibility of an incursion. Still, it's part of a narrative that's leading to rising anger in Israel over its handling of the war from start to present. And last night, that hit the Prime Minister in a big way, Bavani. Yes, so what you're hearing is a group of hostages freed during last week's ceasefire at a meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu. This became heated very quickly and was leaked on local media, with some claiming he was putting his own political life above those still being held in Gaza. This one is asking, do you think the men are strong? My husband was hitting himself every day, punching his own face until he would bleed. Such was the unbearable nature of his situation. And now he's alone and God knows in what condition. And all you're thinking about is collapsing Hamas. Netanyahu told the group that even they wouldn't accept Hamas's demands for some of the remaining hostages. But this woman tells him, Give them back who they want and bring everyone back. 
the women, the men. I was diapering elderly women, watching Arya Zalamanovich die next to me. And this is what you have to say. The leak of the audio has obviously made big headlines in Israel, where polls suggest he has about half the support of his political rival when the public is asked about who should be running the country. The Times' defence correspondent George Grills in Tel Aviv told The World in 10 some of the grievances his opponents have. There are a number of things that have already come up that they believe he's culpable for. For example, the fact that junior intelligence uh, Officers and and soldiers were ignored in their warnings about Hamas. Also, that perhaps the distribution of Israel's army was unbalanced, that there were too many brigades supporting settlers in the West Bank and not enough defending the border with Gaza down south. Netanyahu has said consistently throughout that the time now is not for a reckoning, that all these questions will be addressed, but only after the end of the war. Now, the bereaved families are starting to think this is just buying him time. He may not go at all. And if there's one thing we know about Netanyahu, it's that he can get out of a, a tight squeeze. You know, he has proved time and time again. So the longer it goes on from October 7th, the more frustration among those who believe that that he has to resign. But even if Netanyahu can pull himself out of tight situations domestically, this time there's international pressure to handle as well, with the US in particular watching the second phase of the assault on Hamas in Gaza and a requirement for much clearer measures to be taken to protect civilian lives there. Let's focus on Ukraine now, because we were talking in the office earlier today about how the general trend of the news coming from there hasn't really felt that positive recently, like maybe there's been no progress made. But in his latest dispatch, the Times' correspondent Maxim Tucker brings us one success story. Yes, from a secret naval base somewhere near the Dnipro River, he's been given exclusive access to a sleek new fleet of sea drones, the use of which is helping the entire country function in its war with Russia. Ukraine has been launching sea drones to attack Russia's much larger and more powerful fleet in the Black Sea. So this has caused the Russian Navy to change its behaviour by staying closer to its own coastal defences behind anti-drone nets, essentially out of the reach of these sea drones. But that has also prevented Russia from enforcing an effective trade embargo on Ukrainian ports. And this has meant that Ukraine has been able to open up a trade route along the NATO-controlled part of the Black Sea coast. And that's provided a critical lifeline for Ukraine's economy to help it survive uh, during the Russian invasion. Maxim told us about the impact of these cheap and rapidly produced drones on a major powers navy as he was returning from covering the story. The Ukrainians are using these drones uh, in groups, sending them off uh, hundreds of miles across the Black Sea. They're engaging with Russian ships by ramming into them and setting off a a 250-kilogram explosive when they make contact with the vessel. This particular commander that I spoke to had hit four Russian ships, two landing craft were sunk, and a very large cutting-edge patrol ship had a huge hole in it and they'd hit that twice as well as a large reconnaissance ship they'd also hit sending both of those ships 
back support for repairs. But in the longer term, they'll be looking for other ways to destroy these drones to interfere with their control power. We've seen that Russians using jamming very effectively on land to stop Ukrainian drones, and presumably they'll be trying to do that at sea. So it's always going to be a bit of a, a cat and mouse game and, and who's trying to catch up and, and take advantage and get the upper hand over the other party. Maxim has gained some unique access for this story and it is worth taking out a Times Digital subscription to read his insight in full. Head to thetimes.co.uk now to do that. It's been quite some time since we brought Live Golf to the World in 10, but it's creating a mega stir once it more is. <laughs> as it appears to be closing in on the signature of one of the biggest names in the sport. And in the Times' golf man Rick Broadbent's view, their biggest coup so far. If you thought Live was no longer a threat to the traditional tours after its owner Saudi Arabia's public investment fund chucked so much cash at the PGA that they agreed to a merger... Well, you'd be wrong. And Spain's world number three, John Rahm, looks set to join for at least $300 million. The pact between the previously warring factions was agreed in June, but hasn't yet been set in stone. And with negotiations going on, the PIF negotiator will be hopeful that Rahm's signing will help him get a bigger slice of the overall pie. But why would Rahm go? He's previously been a major critic of Liv. For the answer in detail, head to Rick Broadbent's latest insider piece. In short, though, he felt let down by the PGA suddenly agreeing to work with their former enemy and annoyed that they promoted him less than some other players like Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth and, of course, the great Tiger Woods. For me, it's the perfect binge watch, the gratifying mix of personal and professional drama with some really very attractive actors. Set in a fictional New York law firm, the series Suits is now also enjoying somewhat of a revival. And that could mean more shows based on the legal profession hitting our screens next year. So part of its renewed success is down to viewers curious to see what Meghan Markle was up to on screen playing the ambitious paralegal Rachel Zane before she became Duchess of Sussex. The series initially aired in 2019, but it became one of the most popular shows of this year when it was streamed on Netflix in the US. Now the platform's co-CEO, Ted Sarandos, is predicting a slew of new legal dramas in 2024. And the Times' Los Angeles correspondent, Kieran Southern, also writes that producers are even working on a suit spin-off to exploit the success of the original series, which will be written by Aaron Korsh, who created Suits. It's a case of watch this space. And watch this space for another edition of The World in 10, because that is all we have time for now. Thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of The Times of London. See you tomorrow. Open wide and tuck in to Spooning with Mark Wogan, the brand new visualized podcast where Mark takes you on a unique culinary journey, blindfolded. With a dollop of lighthearted chat, a spoonful of hilarious blindfolded food tasting and a sprinkle of top tier guests like Jimmy Carr, Claudia Winkleman and Joe Wicks. In partnership with Gressingham Duck, download their free recipe booklet for tips to dine in with Duck. Check out delicious new episodes of Spooning with Mark Wogan every Thursday. 